how's your how's your Final Fantasy football team going? <laughs> wait, wait. Could you imagine a Final Fantasy football team? Every time Isn't the other team, it... every time the other team gets a touchdown, Sephiroth falls down and stabs him through the chest. Isn't that Spoilers, what it is? Spoilers, I guess. Isn't that what it's called? Final Fantasy football? Is it just fantasy football? It's just fantasy football. <laughs> Final Fantasy. Final, Final Fantasy is the game with Cloud in it seven. and Tifa and it, Sephiroth. I, I'm just I'm just thinking about Final Fantasy lately. Is it because I showed you that reel? Yeah. <laughs> that was a cool reel. We got to link that. <sighs> um, Are you winning? I don't know. I Honestly, like the last half... The last half of this fantasy football league, I haven't really been paying attention to anything. But I like won a bunch the first half, and now I'm like losing a little bit, and I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Final Fantasy. <laughs> I rebranded you it. You rebranded it. Final Fantasy football is awesome. <laughs> and Final Fantasy is awesome, and fantasy football is also awesome. Final Fantasy football is like Dungeons and Dragons for like people who think they're cool. Wait. They are cool though. Oh. Are you... Here here's the problem <laughs> no, 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 is you no, keep no, saying no. you keep calling no. it Final Fantasy no, football. No, no. no, people who think they're cool. Like they can be cool. But like people who play Final Fantasy football It's are... not Final <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> football. People who play fantasy football like they like think they're cool. They are cool. And people who play Dungeons and Dragons don't think they're cool. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. That's the difference. It's, it's not like, like a, they think they're cool, but they're actually cool. It's like between the two types of players. Yeah, yeah. It's like Dungeons and Dragons players. Here's a better way to say it. Dungeons and Dragons isn't socially acceptable. And Final Fantasy football you can't. <laughs> is 100% socially acceptable. It's you, like encouraged. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. I should copyright it. You should Final copyright Fantasy Final football. Fantasy football. Yeah. That's hilarious, though. I'm so. There's got to be like a joke or a skit about that I somewhere. I bet there is somewhere. That's hilarious. That actually leads me straight into my topic. Really? Well, welcome to Gallery. Okay, you said it led straight into your topic. So, what are you talking about? Um, I don't want to guess because you said you've been so vague about it. I kind of just want you to say what it is. Well, because you've been asking like, oh, is it a movie? Is it yeah. a... And I don't... It's a, it's every, it's all of those things. Everything. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's... Wait, or should I say... Sports media. It's sports media? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That's your topic? That's my topic today. Is sports media. Sports media. Whoa. I say generally sports media because I was going to talk about sports broadcasting, like in particular, but I kind of fell down a rabbit hole and I found some cool stuff. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So. Okay. Let me let me get us started with a little a question to spice things up. Okay. Because I think truly that this is a very controversial question is sports or are sports considered art wow that's a really good question that i've never thought about in my life this sounds like that i'm saying that sarcastically but genuinely (laughs) i'll I'll give you some background there's there's i I kind of researched it you know when you type in a question in google and the other questions pop up the autofill i think i clicked on like 800 other questions and i just (laughs) like i kept going 
And all of the questions were like, is football art? And one person would be like, no, are you stupid? And then the other question would be like, is soccer art? And they would be like, yes, of course. Interesting. And so it seems very, very polarized. Wow. And so it's this it's this discussion of art is creative. Art takes like emotional expression and stuff. And some people say that athletes can and cannot do that in their sport. Oh my gosh, I'm so interested in what you have to say about this. (laughs) This is wow. Whoa to talk about, huh? Hey, okay. what's your side first? I don't know because I keep thinking like dance is art like yeah like we could we would like i don't think anybody would argue that like dance isn't art (laughs) but dance is also considered a sport a lot of the times yeah i think okay so what you got to know about camille and i is like we love art and we do like enjoy sports from time to time but we're not big like into athletics i do fantasy football just kind of like as a fun thing with my family final fantasy football (laughs) just a fun thing just for me yeah so like i don't know I, I only say that so you can have like background on our experience with athletics is like we are passive enjoyers of it. Mm-hmm. We're not like insane hardcore fans. We mm-hmm. have, I have a tremendous respect for it though. Mm-hmm. So that being said, like I'm not really sure how I would even classify it if I don't, if I'm not super familiar with it. Right. I What I thought of is like competition. I think like the Olympics could be like, and like what people do in the Olympics can be like their art. Because people's argument against that is that competition is purely physical and it's this this push for athletes to to get the best of their body and to push themselves to their furthest extent, totally physically. Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of mental part of that. But is there so much of creative and emotional and intellectual? Yeah. Or is that just art? There's so many questions. Well, you got to think about there's also in in art museums, there's something called performance art Mm -hmm. where people will like... I can't think of any good examples right now. Have you seen that guy who like will hold a paintbrush against the wall and then he'll do like a flip and there'll be a line. Yes. For, yeah, yeah. 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 He like jumps on a trampoline. Yeah. So whether or not you think that is art or whether or not you think that is good art, you know, that's, it's awesome. that's an example of someone like doing something physically mm-hmm. athletic for the purpose of art. But I don't think that's what you're asking. I think you're asking is freaking like NFL, NBA, college <laughs> yeah. football is that art. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's such a good question. I know. What do you think? Well, let me take you the road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. I've thought about it for like a week. <laughs> um, okay. I think I've found kind of two sides to it. I think you can say that the part that is not really art is just this like throw a ball, catch a ball kind of thing, which some, which some people categorized as the difference between, like, let's take football as our main example. American football. American football as our main example. Um, they say it's science and art. I, yeah, I can definitely see how it's science. Yeah. It's very, like, planned and maneuvered, and it's, it's just very specific and stuff, and you have to have certain skills, and you have to have certain players and certain weights and everything like that, and when you get that all together, you have a good game. But at the same time, you have people who are truly expressing what they really love through their sport. Yeah. And I think, to me, that's art. But Hmm. that's one side of it. Yeah. The second side of it is, in my opinion, 100% art. You can't say it is otherwise because that is the world of sports media. 
And okay. it's it's the idea Which is what you're talking about specifically. Yeah, for yeah. The topic. Okay. So Keep it's going. less the, the athletics and more the like this fanfare around it. Okay. And so there's there's so, a lot okay. to say about it. Um but let me give you a few ideas of what I'm talking about. Okay. About sports media, what it is. Mm-hmm. I've got the beautiful and intricate logos of all the teams. Okay. Someone had to design Dude, that. Dude, I was going to talk about logo design for yeah. one of my topics. This is great. The costume design or their jerseys their design out- outfits. Yeah. They're called costumes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, this is a side note, and this is something that will embarrass me. I was that kid that was like, um, actually, theater is a sport because it's really hard. <laughs> I cringe, but I was in high school. I was also like, marching band is a sport. <laughs> Which is which is probably more debatable than theater. Theater's a sport. <laughs> we <laughs> have to good, run around good. state. Um, the colors of the teams are very well planned out. The collectors mementos. Oh my gosh! Like all of the merchandise. Wow, this okay. is blowing my mind. The open and accessible design slash architecture of stadiums and gyms. Um, the craft of reporters and the camera guys who like run really fast along the sides. And I was thinking like. The highlight shows where, like, they sit around the table and they talk about the highlights and yeah. they talk about fantasy picks. Um, and even uh, the replays. You know how good you have to be at live broadcasting to go straight back to a replay that everybody wants to see right away again? Yeah. Do you know how hard that is? And the announcers, they have to be so articulate. They have to be able to talk fast and follow action. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's wow. insane. It is. There is a real art to it, I think. Yeah. I, I even included the food crafted specifically for games, <laughs> like awesome. how people um, associate hot dogs with ball games. Yeah, totally. And how even like some stadiums have a certain food, like BYU has cougar tails, yeah, this yeah. long ma- maple donut. Yeah. And so it's this whole like, wow. right? It's so fun to this think about so it. This is so fun to think about. Wow. I know. They, it's just funny. Like if you take a step back, I think... I think this takes us really to the purpose of our podcast and what we try to emphasize and talk about a lot is we're opening doors here. We're trying to take a step back from from prejudices and stereotypes and just look at all the art around us and see why it's good. And we're trying to, if I may add to what you just said, and we're trying to find art in things that you may not have thought of like having art in them. Yeah. That's really great. I know. I have a lot of thoughts. Do you have anything more to say before I Let's, kind of Yeah, you go. Add to you it? go. So what I keep thinking about is one, I think about like a lot of artists who are well known for doing super unique things within their craft. I think of like the impressionists who were doing something different and interesting with their paints. I think of our friend Akhenaten who pioneered the Yamarna style who was doing his unique stuff. I think of people now like Banksy. And then with sports in mind, I was like, oh, what about like, like, um, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, athletes. Um, uh, was it Michael Jordan who like did his tongue thing? Mm, I don't know. He like, he like, he would stick out his tongue and like oh, oh. when he shot baskets, which is a very minor example. But lots of players have their own style. I know Stephen Curry is very well known for his three point shots, I think, like in basketball. Mm-hmm. And so like the same way that artists are doing interesting things with their craft, I think that there are athletes who are artists in a way. They are doing their own um their own spins, their own takes on the game that they love. And I think that is creative. Mm-hmm. You know? And then the next thing I was gonna say, kind of along the same lines, um this the other day I was I was playing flag football with a bunch of friends 
um, to kind of, you know, for Thanksgiving and stuff. And, um, it was a lot of fun, but every so often someone on the team would be like, Hey, come here, like, come on. And then he would explain like, okay, when I, and this is the quarterback talking, the person who like throws the ball, um, he was like, okay, I'm going to go over here and then I need you two to stay on this side and kind of distract the other players while I throw it to this guy so he can run and make the touchdown. And what you're talking about is making me think that guy is creating right there. He's creating a plan within the rules of this game. That's art. Agreed. That's wow. that's a that's a great way to think about it. Thank you. Because I think that takes the science of it. And like truly yeah. it is creative. Yeah. It's sometimes difficult to see the the line, the hazy line between science and art. Yeah, but I feel like once we're talking about it, the line is just getting not very hazy and we're starting to really like... Yeah. Because what I was talking about earlier about the guy who's like figuring... Plays, like figuring out plays in sports, that is someone using their talents, using their knowledge and their special skills to direct the game in a certain way that is interesting, that'll help them win. That's art. Yeah. That same thing an artist does. Very cool. I know, Whoa. I know, I know. I feel like we've talked about so much in just so little time. <laughs> wow. And then um, this is something that I bring up, I swear, almost every episode. But I think it's it's just because it's a concept that's really, really interesting to me. Uh-huh. And it is this idea of participatory engagement where you have okay, yeah. this thing, like the art, and then you have the audience and how they engage with it. And participatory engagement is them engaging with the art and like being a part of it, becoming the art. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the sports world, particularly with like the recent World Cup and with fantasy football, fantasy football, everything like that, the the audience member becomes part of why it's so successful and why it's so beautiful and why it's so creative. Yeah, I've been to football games and, you know, there's obviously the sport, but there's so much culture that they do there's so many traditions that they do like in between like at halftime and in between each quarter that are there because the fans love it and because the fans do it and that's like if those things weren't in the game it would be kind of boring mm-hmm. and and again that's another argument that this is real art because think about like if you really define art what is it it's something that makes you feel an emotion it triggers something in you 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 can gain something from it. It leaves a lasting impression, something like that. You know, there's lots of different forms, like definitions of art. But to sit in the crowd of like an American football audience and to feel that thrill and to feel the disappointment when something happens or to feel like like scream yelling about like how excited it is. How is that not like participatory wow. engagement? You know, How is that not evoking emotion the way that a piece of art would. Yeah. It's like watching it like an awesome musical. Yeah. It's, it's like, like watching a film or, or playing a game or <laughs> or like looking at a painting. Oh my gosh, dude. I feel like the merging of two worlds. Oh, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. <sighs> awesome. Is, is that all you have to say? No, okay, I, good. Thing, I was like, can I use your iPad? Yeah, please. Um don't look at the notes app because my topic is on there. I don't want you <laughs> to see it. Sorry, find it. Okay. So I have a couple images for you to look at, and I think they are really cool, and I'm really excited to show you. This is the rabbit hole I fell down. Wow. Um, Like, thinking about this idea of participatory engagement, I was thinking about fan art. Okay. And fan art is something that we see a lot of in, like, popular franchises like Star Wars and Harry Potter and everything like that. Everybody's... Ha- there's colored pencil drawings of Harry Potter 
characters doing things all the time everywhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, Bo Burnham. Yeah. So here's one I found. Um, the artist's name is Phil Galloway. He lives in the UK. Whoa. Is that an oil painting? It's digital. Okay. From what I understood. Okay. Audio listeners, we're looking at a, pic- a painting, a digital painting of two boxers. And there's a lot of really interesting and cool brush strokes. We'll put it on the album art for you so you can just look over at it. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about this is that I don't think I've I've seen and appreciated a lot of sports art before. Mm. And I think this artist does a really good job at like showing movement and the hype and the excitement about everything that's happening. There's a couple here that I want to show you. This this particular scene is about um Wilder versus Fury too. I I did some research on that because I don't know a thing about boxing or whatever. Oh, you're looking at my other images. No, it's okay. <laughs> um there. Whoa. That this one's my favorite. Okay, same kind of thing that we were talking about before, but one of the boxers is down. Mm-hmm. And so you can you can see the movement in it. It looks like yeah, like a, a real life image, but it's like it brings out all the colors. It brings out this like excitement and this this emotion and everything. And I just feel like it's the perfect capture of what happens in sports. It, like can like included and meshed together totally. with the world of art. The stadium lights, the the brightness of the boxing ring. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. It really captures it well. And and this was commissioned by um let's see. I don't know how oh BT Sports Box Office. <laughs> yeah. But these are like this like Phil Galloway is someone who's commissioned to buy popular guys like Nike and Microsoft and everything like that. But he does really well in the sports realm because he loves it. And so another one I, I wanted to show you was um, this one. I love stuff like this. <laughs> this is um, the Milwaukee Bucks um, combined. Like this is the NBA combined with Greek mythology. <laughs> um, and then there's another piece of art here. This is um, the Liverpool Football Club. What? Um, and he his this is on his Instagram, Phil Galloway. Uh, he said that this is... Um, it combines his two loves, Liverpool Football Club and Renaissance art history. That's crazy. Because he has a master's, you know, in art and stuff. Oh, my gosh. And so he, the incredible thing is that he takes these, like, these soccer players. Yeah. And he puts them in these, like, beautiful Renaissance images, like, yeah. imaging and stuff like that. And so he just does a really cool job at combining these totally separate worlds, like sports and art. And he yeah. he makes it something that he totally loves. Man, don't we, I think we always think that, that athletics and art are so different, but when you really look at it, the the ESPN theme song, the, the dun, dun, dun. that's not is the that, ESPN theme song. Which one is that? ESPN's theme song is, uh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the theme song, the, the, the graphics on the video, the editing, the marching bands at the games. Yeah. There's so much that it combines with. And it just goes to show how much the art boosts the game <laughs> and the game boosts the art. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what I have to say. But Are, you, are just, you done with this? Yeah. Sweet. But it's the idea of like as artists and as people who talk about art, um, our our statement is sports people we hear you and we think what you do is awesome yeah and it's filled with art that we really appreciate that i feel doesn't get a lot of appreciation a lot of the time because it is in this separate world yeah 
awesome. Whoa. I know. I don't really have anything to add just because I, I talked a lot. Yeah. Beautifully said. It's the best of both worlds. And uh, I don't know. We we both have lots of family members who love sports. And they've all really shown... I don't want to speak for you, but they've really shown me like the science of sports, the the cool stuff behind it, <laughs> how things work, the intricacies, and th- there is an art to it. And uh, I'm going to be thinking a lot differently about my Final Fantasy football team. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. What a great topic. You explored that so like joyfully and, and lovingly and efficiently. Thank you. It, it's very generalized. There's a lot more that you can go into. I feel like each separate sport deserves its own analysis. Totally. And there's all of this this fan art of sports totally. like images and stuff that is yeah. Like we could talk. We could so talk much. for probably like hours on on just logos of teams. Yeah, truly. But but this is a generalized overview of just how much art there is in sports media and how much and how it isn't very foreign to combine two separate worlds. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Oh, I feel so edified by that. I feel so uplifted. Man, that's going to be, that's fun. Beat that. Beat that. Yeah, beat it. Honestly, I don't think I can beat that. So I'm talking about a game. Oh, <laughs> it, it better be FIFA. FIFA it's, it's NBA 2K. <laughs> no, it's NBA Jam. It's Maddox. Madden. <laughs> Shout out to Maddox. Yeah. My brother. Anyway, I am talking about one game that it is considered one of the best games of all time. It's and it was it is huge. Fortnite Battle Pass. Fortnite Battle Pass is not a game, but Fortnite oh. is a game. <laughs> Final Fantasy Football. It's Final Fantasy. No. Oh. Do you have any more guesses? Any, any... Give me a, give me better hits. Yeah, I just said like it's a game and it, it's really it's good. It's popular. <laughs> um, it's a it's a first person shooter. Call of Duty. No. It Modern is... Warfare. No. Isn't that just Call of Duty too? You've played it. Oh, Doom. Nope, it's not Doom. Oh. Half-Life. Close. Alex. (laughs) Nope. Half-Life 2. No. (laughs) (laughs) Quake. (laughs) Quake, no. Okay, what is it? It's Portal. Oh. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Lay it on me. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I'm going to talk about a game called Portal. And if you haven't heard of Portal or like know anything about it, it's a game that takes place in this um, research facility. And the whole like thing about the game... I don't want to say gimmick because it has a negative connotation, but the whole gimmick about it is that you have a gun, but it's not a gun that shoots bullets. No. (laughs) It's a gun that shoots an orange portal and a blue portal. And if you go in one portal, you come out the other. Mm -hmm. So, um, that, so it's a, it's an insanely popular game. It was made by the same people who made Half-Life. If you've heard of that or Team Fortress 2, and it is often up there when, when the best games of all time are listed, it's often up there. Not the first portal, which is the one I'm going to talk about, but the second portal is often, and it is so good. It is one of my favorite games of all time. And I know you're familiar with it, but I want to talk about why it's one of the best games of all time and why I think it is art and why I think a lot of video games are art. Because we say like video games are art, which is true, but like why? I can tell you why right now. Why? It was a triumph. Yeah, the yeah the ending song of Portal is really good. And then not here, huge success. It's hard. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, so 
I want to tell you about Portal's origin story, how it became what it is. Yeah. So there, um, I don't know the year, but Portal came out in 2007. So it was like mid-2000s probably. Yeah, it was 2007 when Portal came out. Um, so there was a game jam going on. A game jam is like a convention where people get together and they make games. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was just a game jam or just like some game expo where people come and show off their games. Mm-hmm. So... This small um, studio of like high school students or like college students, they're probably college students, made this game called Narbacular Drop. Huh? Yeah, nar- Narbacular Drop. Which it's when I drop Narbacular. Yeah, I don't even know what Narbacular means, but <laughs> basically, it was a game where it it was like you I, you played as like a princess and you were in this like dark these dark dungeons where like flame. It's very medieval looking. And the whole game was you placed these like big mouths that had um, glowing eyes Ooh. and you placed a, a mouth with blue eyes and a mouth with per, uh, orange eyes. And if you go in one mouth, you go out of the others. Okay. 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 Sounds familiar, huh? Yeah. And so Valve was at this this conference. And they're like, oh, shoot. Look at Literally, this. They, were, they saw the game and they were so impressed by it that they hired... They hired this these people who made Narbacular Drop to to work on this game in their studio. Oh, huge slay. I know, right? Valve does this. Like Valve is very like if they see talent, they're like, come on. They don't just like steal the idea. And then <laughs> Could you imagine? Leave them Could you rot. imagine if that was a story? They stole the idea. They stole the no. idea. And Narbacular Drop um N- nobody made it ever into played existence. it. Yeah. No, but they hired these people and they made Portal. Hmm. And so um, it went through a lot of stages of, of development. There was a time when it actually looked like Half-Life 2. It looked like post-apocalyptic, but they changed it up to the sleek, you know, technological um, aesthetic that we know. And that, and, and so it's a first-person shooter, and you might hear first-person shooter and be like, guns and killing, which is true for a lot of first-person shooters. But like I said, you shoot portals out of this gun. So this is a puzzle game where you have to solve these puzzles you have to like usually the end game of any of these levels like the goal that you're trying to get to is to open a door and go to the next one (laughs) so you are you have to use these portals to solve these puzzles so um i'm going to talk about the gameplay loop in a second but i also want to go over um the story of it basically the the story of portal it takes place in this um it takes place in a research research facility called Aperture Labs, which started as a shower curtain manufacturer. Oh, what the? Yeah, I know. But then the boss, Cave Johnson, started to get ill, and he started to put in place these initiatives to ensure the company's longevity. Uh-huh. Okay? He's like, shower curtains, they go work. Yeah, he's like, I don't think we're going to be able to do shower curtains much longer. And one of those initiatives was the, the portal gun, the study of portals. And so they did that, and to assist them with testing, they created a robot, an AI named... GLaDOS, which stands for Genetic Life Form and Disk Operating System. Did you know that? No. That's what GLaDOS stands for. I thought it was just a cool name. So anyway, Rogue AI, GLaDOS kills everybody in the facility, and (laughs) (laughs) I go right- You're like, that's just what happened. I'm like, did you know this? Anyway, she kills everyone. Yeah. (laughs) But- (laughs) um, Her name's an acronym. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Didn't you know? Anyway. So she kills everyone in, in the system, and despite them trying to like do everything they can to like calm her down, all she wants to do is just test these portals. Thing. And so you wake up as a test subject with this rogue AI GLaDOS speaking to you, testing you. 
And she is mean. She is mean. She is demeaning. She calls you fat. She makes fun of you for being an orphan. (laughs) And she lies to you about cake. The whole time she's lying to you about this cake that's going to come and be your reward for all this testing. But I don't want to... Spoilers. So click away. But she kills you. She tries to kill you. She but eventually, kills, she kills yeah. you. You die. <laughs> but eventually, you portal away. You you go away with the portals by going through them, and and you defeat her. And um, can I just say that that's my favorite part of like the yeah. whole game out of everything is the ending. Is Glados as a villain. Yeah, I think she's she, her character. This I, the idea of someone so dedicated to their cause, so dedicated to something that could be good, has corrupted them mm-hmm. and like made them this evil, almost all encompassing oh. entity. Thank Insane. you so much for that thought. Yeah. Because I never thought of GLaDOS that way. So GLaDOS, this this robot in the Portal games, is probably one of the best video game villains of all time. She's fantastic. Oh, yeah. You just oh, gotta yeah. play the games. By the way, if you wanna play the games, they're ten dollars on Steam. They run on everything. Even the Switch. Yeah, they're even on Switch. So um so that is the that is the story behind Portal. Um, it's testing, it's a puzzle game in this research facility with a rogue AI <laughs> and it's awesome. It's such a good game. And if you've ever heard the, the term, the cake is a lie, that's a huge meme that came from this game because the cake was a lie. She was lying about you getting cake. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about two more things and then <laughs> we'll wrap up. But, <laughs> so the first thing is a popular fan theory when it comes to this game. Okay. Have you heard the th- the theory about the companion cube? I was about to say something really? about it. Yeah. Really? Does okay. it like there's like a body in there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's gonna get dark for a second, but I want to explain this. Okay. So in the game, this is another famous thing from the game, is there is um, there's a test that involves you getting that involves you having this big cube that has a pink heart on it, and it has you like getting to certain places. Like you can't reach a ledge, you step on the cube, and you. Um, progress through the level with this cube. And so throughout the the level, you kind of get attached to this cute little, like, I mean, the col- you haven't seen the color pink the entire game because you're in this, like, white, like, sleek science lab. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, oh, a pink heart, and it's literally, helping literally. me. And you get so attached to it, right? Uh-huh. And then at the end, GLaDOS makes you incinerate it. I remember. Yeah. And, but, and you can't pass the level unless you burn the cube, which <laughs> is so sad. And so she's the worst villain for she's that the reason. Worst villain. I really yeah. liked the box. <laughs> You're proving my point. Yeah. But when you play that game on Steam, you and you burn the cube, you get an achievement called fratricide. Huh? And what does fratricide mean? Killing your brothers and sisters. And so there's a popular fan fan theory that all of the dead test subjects that GLaDOS killed with like neurotoxins. They stuffed their bodies into those cubes. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? I know that there's some other like stuff in the game that hints to it, but isn't that wild? Portal lore. Portal lore <laughs> is crazy. I think the coolest part about that is that like on the surface, this is a puzzle game. And yeah. I think of like if it had nothing else, it would just be like a puzzle game and it would be a pretty cool puzzle game and stuff. But on top of that, they have like this beautiful environment of this like this test like lab sciencey place yeah. and stuff. And in Portal Two, it's like covered in vines and weeds and everything like that. Like it's decaying. Yeah. And you have this like 
like all knowing, all encompassing yeah. villain over it all, who's insulting you, who's in charge of things you don't know where you are in space and time. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. It's just like, and the stuff like this, the cube. I feel like that kind of world building inside a game made Portal what it was. Yeah. Instead of it just being like this fun game, it's an experience. Well, I'm really glad you said that because something that Valve does, and Valve, if you don't, if you haven't picked it up yet, Valve is Valve made Portal. Valve makes all the Portal and Half Life games. Something that Valve does a lot with every single game they make is playtesting. They invite people from the public in, they have them sign NDAs, and they play through the game. Cool. So they can get feedback and make it Valve, better. Valve, please do that to me. I'll do it <laughs> I for you. I would love to play Half-Life 3. 3, please. <laughs> <laughs> but so a, pro- a big problem that they had with, with um, playtesting Portal is people would come back from playing the game and they would be like, and it was an early version of the game, and they would be like, um, they would be like, uh, that was a really cool uh, demo. When's the full game? Like, is this like, what's the full game going to be like? And the problem with that feedback is that that was the full game. <laughs> that wasn't a demo. And so that's what prompted them to add GLaDOS and to oh. add kind of a pushback against the player. So I'm glad that you said that. Valve took it from a puzzle game to still a puzzle game, but one with a lot of layers and depth and, you know, it connects into the, half-life universe and okay valve is kind of a slay company they're getting these independent game makers they're they're having like audience feedback mulhang yeah and the best part about valve is that they're always making games it's not like they haven't made a real game in a decade stop it stop it stop it just kidding they made half-life alex but they don't make a lot of games that's the one catch with valve you're you're making them mad at us so they're not going to choose us to be their audience testers i didn't mean it valve please let us play that part please let us play (laughs) half-life (laughs) three You know the joke of with Valve yeah, mm-hmm. that like they can't count to three because they have Portal count, One and Two. They have Portal Two, Half Life Two, Counter Strike Two, Team Fortress Two, Left 4 Dead Two, and Dota Two. They I don't had have no a idea. single third entry. Those are all of their latest games. That's funny, isn't that hilarious? Well, Half Life Alex, but that's a spinoff. That's yeah. that doesn't count doesn't as a main series game. So what I want to end with here is what I appreciate about Portal so much why I think it's such a good game and why I think it's art is because it is a game that takes a simple thing, a simple context and just builds on it. (laughs) It doesn't need insane graphics. It doesn't need a bunch of different weapons and guns. It doesn't need a big insane story. It has, it presents you with this. It presents you with, Hey, you go through the blue portal, you come out the orange portal. That's all you need to know mm-hmm. and then they throw you into all these tests that twist that principle in different ways cool so they say okay what happens if you you know rather than you going through the portal you use portals to direct lasers to something what if you time it so when you close a portal it it cuts off a laser to a button and then it, it moves a platform or something there are so many ways that that portal takes this core idea and expands on it (laughs) and that is why it is so good and i will always say that portal is a never-ending game not because you know like obviously it has a final boss it has an ending but the concept of these of these portals these two colored portals you can do so much with they could keep making portal games forever yeah and that's why it's art is because it's People taking one thing and looking at it and saying, how can we twist this? How can we use this to engage the mind of the player 
and make them feel like they're a genius when solving these puzzles. Mm -hmm. And in that way, it also makes it really accessible. This is a first person shooter that the casual gamer can play. Mm -hmm. I mean, I bet my mom could pick up this game genuinely. Like yeah. you don't need quick reflexes. No time limit. No time limits. You just solve these puzzles with your brain and it's engaging. It's healthy. It's fantastic. And it absolutely is art to see how that that's why games are art is because I just feel like the best games take a core value like Mario with jumping. And they say, what if we put an enemy in a bottomless pit? It takes one thing and it puts twists on it. And I think figuring out those twists is the art of it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love Portal. Beautifully you know said. It's this kind of came to me while you're talking. The whole thing with video games is that you like either just like click your mouse or you click the A button, and like like your controls are really limited. Mm -hmm. But it's like how the game makers mess with that idea exactly. like you can click a but this thing's gonna happen and this thing's gonna get in your way and everything yeah. like that and then you throw a ton of different controls in there at uh -huh. once it's all just yeah keep going it's it's just the idea of like these simple like you have just a controller and just the couple buttons that are on there yeah but the capability of these dedicated and creative and inspired people to to put mechanics in there that, mm -hmm. that challenge you and change you yeah incredible i can think of so many games that fit this criteria tetris just fit the blocks in there just fit yeah that the doesn't blocks. even have like a narrative doesn't even have a narrative it. but it's anyone who's played tetris knows that it is deep you could play it for the rest of your life and not get bored and another game we sports they did so much with just swinging a remote except they did include a villain in that one who's the oh matt 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 is the villain of we sports <laughs> But I think that was well said. You summed that up good. Is Thanks. that games is is about like adding twists to mm -hmm. tried and true things. And that's what's fun about them. Mm -hmm. And to bring it all back together, ain't that just the way of, of the portal mechanism plus all of this makes it a great experience and a sport plus all of the media around it and the fans and everything like that makes it an experience totally it's just it's this idea of compatibility and working together and all different minds conspiring to make something that the human race just loves it's has the, yeah. fun with it's the idea of just taking one thing and expanding it in, in in unique ways artfully a plus to the entertainment industry dude yeah oh my gosh yeah that was so you dude see we should make out yeah anyway uh <laughs> um every episode man Follow us on our socials. Kiss us on the mouth. Kiss us on the mouth, dude. <laughs> <And> <laughs> have a great day. Have a great Thanksgiving if you're celebrating it. And goodbye. Bye.